Good evening, friends. Welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's good. Today is a good day. It's beautiful, sunny spring day. Is it cold down there? It was cold yesterday, but uh, for a high 60s, early 70s, you know, low 70s, mm -hmm. it's kind of my sweet spot, so I, I was wearing shorts and right on. a little bit right of a on. lime riding my the lime scooter today. Nice, nice. nice. Sp this yeah, this they, episode of the front porch sponsored by no it's not by by line uh the i did uh we did have a scorching hot 90 degree day on sunday or sorry saturday but i slept and uh stayed home all day so i didn't even yeah i got up early saturday and went over and mowed my lawn even though the grass was still wet from rain friday because mm -hmm. i looked at the forecast and it was going to be up to 80 uh starting at like noon one o'clock and I was like, uh, my lawn needs mowing and I'm going out of town this upcoming weekend for Memorial Day. And so I need to go get that done because it's going to be stupid hot Saturday and then rain more. And so I think yeah, I, I think today it was like in the low in the mid 50s. I did the same on Sunday. It was much cooler, but the, because it's because we had overcast and like little raindrops were coming through here and there. So I went out and mowed in it anyway. Because I can, now that I have a quick mower, yeah. riding mower, and it was super fun driving in the, in the windy breeze with a little bit of rain and um, driving super fast. It's really great. So I'm I'm digging how I can keep my lawn really nice looking with minimal effort. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And it's actually pretty fun. Uh, we were speaking of the lime scooter thing. There, there are some things that we do that, you know, are chores. Some people could call it chores or whatever, but because they're fun, you don't mind doing them. Okay. And, uh, uh, riding this lawnmower is one of those things. Like I just, I, I would do it for other people's lawns because it's just fun. And like, it's just a little thing. And then, um, like I, the lime scooter, same thing is like, I, I had to go down to Kroger, get some stuff for a, a lunch at work today. And there's a Kroger a little ways away. Mm -hmm. And I could get in my car and drive down there and drive back. But I was like, I can get on a scooter and scoot all the way down. It was so much fun. And because it was nice. It was. It cost me like four bucks. But the way I look at that is like four bucks of just fun. Sure, sure. If you try to think of it as like $4 added to the apple cider vinegar I got. But <laughs> I sure, mean, but. yeah. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole conversation about like tasks and uh, Sisyphean or otherwise. Yes. And, right. you know, stuff like Sudoku or Zen Gardens. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever puts you in your happy place kind of type thing. And yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, you get, um, the French call ennui from not, uh, not having something to do. And so you give yourself something to do, even if that thing is super trivial, like organizing <laughs> right? your junk drawer or doing dishes or mowing the lawn or yeah, that's true. That's very whatever. true. And that, that, that actually I had a conversation last week about introverts versus extroverts and stuff. And, and I, I was at a leadership training and they, uh, one guy that I was with who is a leader type, he was very much though. I was, we, we got on the conversation of introverts versus extroverts and he's an introvert. He's like, yeah, this thing that we're doing here is about 35 people. He's like, it's draining me like crazy. I just want to go home now and be by myself and do nothing and just think about this and <laughs> get my energy. Yeah, I want to talk to my wife and kids or nothing. I was like, and to me, when I have nothing to do like that, I just get 
drained and I feel like nothing is happening and the world is passing me by and I just, you know, it sucks. But as soon as I go out and ride a scooter or get out on the lawnmower or just be out and there's people and there's things, I just, that's what I do. I get energy from it. I can feel it. I can just feel better. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but that's a thing that uh, I believe John Roderick says on, on Roderick on the Line is his definition of introvert versus extrovert is whether or not you are energized by social activity. Um, it's not yeah. whether you can do social activity, uh, but whether, um, you know, because he was a musician, he'd go on stage, he'd go to that <laughs> behind backstage after party hangout. But after, you know, a little while of that couple hours or whatever, he wanted to go back to the hotel room, dressing room, whatever, and, uh, and be alone. Like he had to, yeah. <laughs> he had to recharge after that because it was, it was, uh, you know, spending energy rather than being energized. Right. 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 And, that, and that's probably why I have my chronic tiredness is because I never get enough sleep because I, I have now that this world have connected to all of our friends and all of the things to do, I'm always going. And when I get energized by the things I want to keep going. And when on that leadership thing, when I was done with it, what I wanted to do when it was over was go back to work and start telling everybody all about it. Mm. You know, be, be excited and start making things happen and do work. When I'm, when I go to conferences and stuff, I'm one of those guys. I, when I get back from conferences, I'm like, Ooh, that was so tiring. I, I get back and I'm like, I want to work more. I want to do things because mm. I, I get energy from people and things. Sure. It's a funny, it's a funny topic, but it's, it's very true. Well, I don't know how we got on that, but but being out mowing was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of doing things with people and and activities, let's talk about Gen Con. Oh, oh, I gotta I gotta do the thing I did last year. Uh, What was it? What was it? I missed it. The 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 countdown. We are. Oh yeah. Seventy one days. Seventy one. Yeah, seventy two yesterday. We had a bit of a fun time. It's always kind of a. We always give it such a hard time about like ah, it's pain in the butt about events and stuff. But then when we do it, I know you have a super stressful time. Yeah, I. <laughs> so you know, if I chuckle at it a little bit because I know I don't mean it in a bad way, but yeah, I, I can if, know that if, it's just stressing. You know, if you listen to this show a lot and you hear me talk a lot for some reason, um, <laughs> I I'm not great at making decisions, um, and. I'm also not great with uncertainty, which is an awesome combination. Right. Um, and we we talked at length last year at Gen Con and leading up to Gen Con how you were uh, incommunicado all day uh, during Sunday of registration yeah. opening, right. event registration opening, not registration, event ticket sales Yes. opening day, whatever. I don't know the word for yeah. that. Uh, so... You know, this whole last week and even a few days before I was messaging you and my brothers and our big Gen Con group chat. And I'm like, let's get this mm-hmm. going. Let's get this lined up. I mean, I for the last two mm-hmm. years, I've used your spreadsheet of events as my sort of starting point to go, hmm, what is Mike doing? And what of those are interesting to me? And, and I was pretty late this year. Doing and that. I'll, yeah, I mean, two years ago, we did all that after like after the opening day of yeah, event yeah. sales um right. for the benefit of the listener uh event sales opened last sunday not the day before memorial day when this 19th. episode will air but the week before that the 19th May 19th. um so it's you know we're over two months away from the con 
Uh, mm-hmm. And then so last year, because we did True Dungeon, we were all like, you know, finger on the button for when, when those events started, uh, you know. Had to be. Go, had to going be. on sale. When those tickets started going on sale. And, yeah, so you had your list set up like Friday night. Is that right? Yeah, this last week. Yeah, Friday. Um, I, I had it. I actually had it not online. I had most the bulk of it done. Sure. And sure. offline, but then I, I transferred it to the online one Friday. So. And it's like, I don't know. It's it's whatever. You know, it's it's such a trivial thing to get frustrated and and have anxiety over. But like, you know, Andrew Here's was Andrew was gone all day, and then he got home yesterday afternoon, and uh, mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, I'm gonna start looking at some of these events, and I'm like. I told you about this a week ago, but it's fine. Let's say that that's, that's what I think is funny of all this is that it's not just you you're doing this for. Like your brothers like take advantage of you doing it like <laughs> no problem. They're like, yeah, he'll, do, he'll deal They're with like, it. They're like, you know, <laughs> David's down in Florida. So he's like, he's like, just, just sign me up for whatever you're doing. And I mean, mm-hmm. I obviously can't do that completely, but I have a pretty good sense of like what stuff he's going to be interested in. Uh, right. And same thing with Andrew. And the tickets are you know, transferable or you can get them refunded as, as account credit without a fee. Right. So I'm not, I wasn't too concerned about that, but, uh, anyway, yeah, stressful week for <laughs> almost no, no good reason at all. There were a couple things that I didn't get that I wanted to get into, uh, the Keyforge tournament though, in retrospect, I'm probably fine not doing that. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, that, we could have that's, that's a weird we, one we could have again the whole conversation about whether or not I can enjoy games when winning is super important. Uh, yeah, the, and, the, and especially the short one, answer win, to that winning. is not usually. <laughs> not usually, but the funny thing about that one is that winning can't be that important. You get a completely random mm-hmm, deck. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it can't be that big of a deal. Well, it's still but how you play it, but yeah, it, it is. You're right. All right, so the, I've been talking for a while. What? Um, what did you get tickets to this year that you're most excited about? Oh, what did uh well to to start off, I wanna I wanna say that I I got six out of ten tickets uh that I wanted events that I wanted to get. And that's a pretty good thing. I, I before I go into my thing, I, I wanna make a comment about the Gen Con website and their process. It, it can be done better. We we know that. There's all sorts of different ways. <laughs> that's one way to say it. Right. But I will say this as a horrible kind of choice that they're doing honestly if we look at it and look at it we can probably track it by our posts that we were all like going back and forth every minute um after 15 minutes everything was settled down and fast again sure like they're they're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of bashed on one server at one time oh yeah i mean for for uh um whatever for the sake of reference um Mm -hmm. i Tried to buy tickets from my phone, and I hit the button, and nothing really happened for about a minute and a half, and then I refreshed, which was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but I got my wish list in the queue to be processed, which is how it works. Like, you put your event tickets in a wish list. When tickets go on sale, you hit the button to submit it for processing. Yeah. I mean, they have a queue now. And that's that's something. And you get put in a queue. Yeah. And and that you can always refresh, you can always go away, whatever, and the queue is still going. Once you're you in the queue, you can safely refresh. But I got into the queue at probably twelve I don't know, maybe five after twelve, maybe five minutes sure. after after tickets opened. And yeah. I was my position in queue was over eight thousand. 
There are over 8,000 yeah. people in the queue ahead of me. Uh, right. So that tells you, it gives you some sense of the scope. Although I do agree wholeheartedly with Pete's suggestion that they should do true dungeon tickets in one time slot. Maybe that was my, that was my, or was it yours? Um, there's so much, there was a lot, a lot going on in the group chat yesterday. Um, and like maybe put magic get the gathering or some, some, something else Mm -hmm. that's really big Mm -hmm. in another time slot. And then all the rest of the tickets in a third to spread out. I I totally, yeah. So, so they can, yeah, that was my point. They, they could, they could do it better, but for doing it the worst way, one of the worst way they could do it. It still was they pretty good for like I said after it does work ten fifteen minutes I I realized that I could look for stuff and then it started being quicker and I I got I picked up three or four other things to replace my stuff sure and it was without without a hitch yeah so I was like oh, that's that's pretty impressive that they got through almost at least I'm sure ten thousand processes in ten to fifteen minutes with you know minimal headaches mm-hmm. um, so that that's that's a little bit of a kind of a backhanded compliment but it, it is a compliment at least uh gen con if you're listening for whatever reason uh, you can do it better though um keep trying and uh so i got yeah i got uh, i got a key for, i did get in that keyforge tournament which is fine that's the thing uh i got in the aeg big game night i'm a little surprised actually i think there are other people in our group that also signed up for aeg big game night did you did you realize that like i think pat signed up for it nice um which is i'm a i think people are signing up because we had such high praise for it last year Mm. we had such a good time are we have we become influencers well maybe not i mean hopefully not hopefully they don't (laughs) have a bad time yeah, well, that's the worry. <laughs> that I think it was like a perfect stars aligned for like we had four of us and we were playing four player games mm. and we were just killing it, right? Sure. And we were all very, all very eager to go to the next to the next to the X, and we just killed it uh, or crushed it, however you want to say. And and if we don't, if we have to have some people are like, if it's not perfect and flawless, it's terrible. So we'll, we'll sure see how this goes. But I, I did get in that one. I'm excited about that one. I I got in. I lost. Uh, I wanted to get a game called Starcadia Quest, which is a space game of the game Arcadia Quests, which was fantasy. Um, and I liked it a lot. So I got on and learned to play that one. Um, I did. Hey, here's something we haven't talked about. We can go ahead and talk about on air. Which it's probably going to bug you. Okay. Um, I, you, so I lost some, all my Saturday events, like none, nothing on Saturday happened. Mm-hmm. But you got in some Saturday events, and I was when I had to kind of like quickly pick stuff before they started away. And I got a Star Trek game, Star Trek board game. Okay, and it's right on the the overlap of yours. And I'm like, yeah, because oh, I have man. one Saturday event. Yeah, and it's the one right at the same <laughs> time. And and I picked it thinking like as I went through it, I saw Star Trek, and I was like, oh, I bet Dennis would like this. And I picked an extra ticket, and I kind of knew that you had something. I was like, this is going to cause him angst, but I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> so I got two tickets to that Star Trek thing if you uh, want to go. just to- Yeah, I have two tickets <laughs> to uh, Paradise. Um, no, the game is Thunderstone Quest. Yeah, right, right. Which I, is one I picked of, that up on Thursday. You, you have it in another slot. So maybe um, David and Andrew will play then, and I'll go to the other with you, or we'll see. Right. Um, yeah, I, I had a... That's funny because I think that I, I recommended the Thunderstone Quest and all you guys got in on it and I <laughs> I did not it, it did not give me that one. So yeah, like, ah, 
but I did get in there. Hey, we're going to go to, um, you talked me into going, well, not talked me into, I happily went to this Cardboard of the Rings podcast thing. Yeah, so this is one of the one of the two big podcasts, probably the only like active podcast for the Lord of the Rings LCG. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I made this decision, because I don't actively listen to this podcast, I listened to a couple episodes back around the time when I bought this game and all the cards. Um, and I listened to their stuff before last year's Gen Con, and they had really good advice and uh, and all that. I mean, obviously, I have been to Gen Con many times, but they had good mm-hmm. uh, advice for new people. And sort of uh, our Gen Con episode was a little bit inspired by theirs, a sort of roundtable uh, post, uh, post-show chat. Also, yep. a, a little bit of that is from uh, Frog Pants and their blizzcon gamescon things stuff that they do e3 anyway um they have a they had such a bad experience last year with the fantasy flight official one too right that's that's part of it and that's um, in my usual meandering way i was getting to that um Mm -hmm. last year's uh fantasy flight official lord of the rings lcg event um i forget now what it was called but uh, some wizards thing yeah they basically just on, said I, here pay, you paid 20 bucks and then they're like here's your cards go randomly find anybody who might be out there which was just a horrible thing to do because in years past they had been so organized and and, and their events were not this one was pvp so they that last year was and, the, and so the idea was that you go out and you you just yeah, PvP you, other people. And that was not fun. That's nothing Lord of the Rings <laughs> has been up to that point. Yeah, you're right. And all it's, their other events have been like, hey, we're organizing thing. We're going to get you guys players together and you have a great time. And last year, just I, I'll say it, it just sucked. Yeah. So I was not excited about it. Was, it was an event called the Wizard's Quest. And I that's, think yeah. you've done events in years past and I had not mm-hmm. because I just got into this game. But they used to do one-off what they called print-on-demand sometimes uh quest scenarios and so you would get that you would bring your deck you would form a party of four and try to beat it which is fun where strangers where this this wizard's quest is this sort of hybrid pvp which is okay it's fine to me i'm like every other card game is pvp like can't this one stay but it's the kind of thing I think I talked about this on the show last week. Probably. It's like the opposite of the Hero Realms campaign. It's a thing for people who have played the hell out of the classic original experience and are like, oh, I bet if I put, you know, it's you build your deck, you build you build the encounter, and then the other person has to try and beat it. Um, right. And I can see that being fun, but it's not beginner friendly. And, no, not at all. And we had two guys who were beginners. Like, yeah, I mean, I was still basically a beginner uh andrew had played once in a in a three or four player game where i built the deck for him and david had not played at all and i and on top of that the official event this year is 30 dollars a person and i'm like yeah we're not going to do that like the most that i would have done is buy one ticket for myself just to get the set but i talked myself out of that going uh i probably don't even want that set if it's Mm -hmm. pvp Mm -hmm. focused and It'll probably be on eBay after the con. Yeah, do we do we know if this year's is PvP focused again? I asked on Reddit, and the answer I got was that yeah, that, that's probably going to be their special event 
system going forward. That sucks sucks because it was, it was terrible. I I should give them feedback somewhere. It's like, Hey, it was, you had such fun and exciting and I was happy to be part. I mean, I like doing fantasy flight games. I like that at Gen Con, they're an active participant in Gen Con that they do tournaments and Mm -hmm. booths and stuff like that. But that was a, a, a sad, sad time for me. So, so we're doing this non-official one not official this this is an event for this podcast uh i think they have something like up to 50 or 60 tickets that they're selling so it's not aeg's big game night scale but Uh um it's my my thought process was the tickets are four dollars they're promising quote-unquote epic swag which i'm sure will be like stickers and junk Um, (laughs) but with their podcast four dollars for a four-hour event that is just people who listen to a podcast about this game. Like, yeah. there's not going to be anybody there who is not into this game unless they're, you know, maybe somebody brings their significant other or something, which is sure. fine. That's, you know, I'm not disparaging right. that at all. But, like, even if it's just us, we could go and play um, the four of us. Spend a four-hour block or and, and talk to some people. Talk to some cool people and... You know. What's what's funny about that one is that originally when we had our initial schedule set up, we did we did one of the the um, risky Gen Con double booking moves. Mm. Like we we had we weren't sure about this one, and we had another event at the same time, so we overlapped them intentionally. Right, and then you and I had kind of cheated the system by getting extra tickets so that we could leave one early which you're not supposed to yeah if if you don't if you don't know how this works um on the gen con website they have a friends and family system where you add someone as your friend and it's very complicated sort of double confirmation process to get someone on your friends list because once they're on your friends list you can buy a badge and tickets for them um which 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 is, is valuable that means you know david and andrew don't have to also be hovering out the website at noon when stuff goes on sale i could buy tickets for them um, and and you can say like hey guys I, I want you to play this with me and then buy them tickets right and they and they have a system that i call the plus one where you can buy a ticket for yourself and you can buy one additional ticket for yourself and so what we did was because we have another event happening at the same time as this cardboard of the rings event i bought a plus one for myself and you bought a plus one for yourself so, well, you forgot an important thing. The system will not let you buy a ticket if the other person you're buying it for already has a ticket during that time a, slot. Yes, it right. checks the time slot. So, so that, in other words, if Dennis here, let's do an example. If I bought a ticket from Dennis, bought a, I went to an event from two to four, two o'clock to four o'clock, and I tried to buy him a ticket from noon to four o'clock, which overlaps, it would not let me do that. Right, even though. Dennis will play the first two hours of one game and then go to his other one and then jump over or something, which is that they don't want you to do it. They're discouraging leaving stuff early and all that. And, Uh, but we were cheating. Yeah. So we, so we got through with this double ticket thing. It's a, it's a move that I like to call a crazy Ivan. (laughs) Crazy, Right. So we, we crazy Ivan that one. And actually what happened was that it, it, both the ones we signed up for the next one fell through. So we, we got to, right. We're going to do that cardboard but that does sound pretty fun um our friday is completely packed i feel that our schedule in general is pretty packed this year in kind of a positive way Um, a a lesson a lesson we learned from last year is we have nothing scheduled before noon i have one day you do one day i do do. do i've got yes i've got the on a thursday that's way that i know that sure because i'm i'm 
aware enough and smart enough to know to not party too hard on Wednesday night. You say that now. I do. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm one of those Roger kids that <laughs> parties until four and so, goes to so what, uh, all right, let me, let me reel it back. What's your, <laughs> what's your, what are you most excited about? All right. Let me look here. I'm looking, I'm looking at my list. Most excited about, oh, you're not going to like this. Um, I'm kind of excited about the Captain Marvel game. That's dumb, and I hate you. I know, right? It sounds dumb and stupid. And the totally the Secret Scrolls social deduction deduction game. I bought six tickets to that. It sounds terrible, but I bought two. I bought two tickets for of, me. I bought one for David, Andrew, Chris, and Fox. I know. See, because it's free and it's a social I'm deduction excited game. About it. Yeah, Andrew was I like, he's fun. like, what is that? Secret Hitler? I'm like maybe, <laughs> maybe. With with Marvel dressing, he he bought tickets to an event like four in the afternoon on Sunday, so we're going to be in Indy all day after everybody else has gone home. Oh whoa, yeah, I'm I'm a little hesitant about that Sunday game because that's when I have Sid and Sydney comes in and she spends the day at, at Gen Con with me. Um, so usually I don't do anything on that day. I bet but, she's a scroll. Oh, I bet she 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 would love to, to go <laughs> and play that. Uh, so yeah, that, that I, I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's like, everybody seems to have tickets to that. Hey, you know what we didn't do? We didn't do a win a box this year. Nope. You talked me out yeah. of it. I, well, we well, left Fox and Justin to do it. A combination of you talked me out of it and I had a crappy time last year. Right. I say it nope. wasn't really hard to convince you not to nope. take a win. No hard feelings against Fox, <laughs> but I was hungover and that, <laughs> that game snowballs pretty hard and it, you know, it didn't take very long to see that it was just a contest between you and Fox. And whoever... oh no, it was just a contest between Fox. I wasn't really <laughs> right, but maybe like... I've maybe been fronting like I was in it. But no. the the other two, like I think David or Andrew was our fourth. Uh, the other two of us were like, yeah, I haven't killed anything yet, so it's it's pretty yeah, much no. Over. It's that that game is definitely huge snowball. If you get that one in the DC other uh, deck building game, I mean most if deck, you get most the card deck first snowball. Yeah, you get the card first, you're going to win. You know, it's just, just the way it is. So he, good on Fox for getting that. He's actually won two of the times I've played in the last, like, five years. He's he's won, so that's good good for him. Um, but, yeah, it didn't take much convincing to, for you to, to not go. Well, my... Winnebock, we're talking about Marvel's Legendary. Marvel Legendary, we yeah, we didn't yeah. say that at the top. Um, yeah. So for me, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the Cardboard of the Rings event. Um, we got... Yeah, while we've been recording, I went on the website and the, another ticket opened up for the Thursday um, bridge simulator slot, which I know you. Oh yeah, you're doing you're doing that. That's that's, that's during the time slot when you're playing Thunderstone. But I had only managed to get three tickets to that. I didn't get one for Fox. And when I loaded up my wish list, there was another ticket available. Somebody canceled or whatever, so I got a fourth one of those. And then Justin and Marcus, I think, are also playing in that slot. So. We might Man, have a that's whole... that is such a swinging like uh, event because I think you and I had a, just a fantastic time that first year we did it on one system. Yeah, we had a, the worst terrible time <laughs> last year, and if this is a great time, I'm going to be so sad that I missed out on it because I'm bitching about that. It sorry my language, but it took that I spent tw- it was twenty six dollars. It's so very like, nah. expensive. Like I think they built yeah. a set or something. So we'll see right. whether that ends up being another uh, true dungeon. That that'll be of, fun to listen to on post post gen kind of see what, how chat. your experience with yeah, that yeah. with that goes to. Um, the thing that I'm most sort of hesitant about, and this is another one that I almost bailed on, and you talked me into to staying with, 
is on Thursday from noon to four, I'm doing a Formula D tournament. Right, with with our buddies. Yeah, Pete and Pat are both playing that for sure. Um, it's apparently a large two or three size, how mm-hmm. big would it be? Maybe just double size um, version of the board with uh, micro machines instead of, you know, little plastic cars. I may, I may come and hang out with you guys for a little bit because I think there's, it goes into a little bit of an open time. I know I have Thunderstone later, but I think yeah, like it I want to go see you guys play. Yeah, Three or something, yeah. Three or so I can land my Thunderstone. Yeah, because that, that's going to be interesting because Pete and Pat are some of our most competitive players in our group. Well, I listened yeah. to um, – where did I hear – I was thinking it was on our Gen Con show, but it wasn't. I was recently editing – this tells you how far behind Klingons and Dragons is from when we play to when we record – uh, like two weeks ago, I was listening to our episode of Klingons and Dragons that we recorded right after Gen Con. And Pat was saying that that was one of the most fun things he did last year. And that this last year, that year, mm-hmm. and that next year, this year, he was going to do as many of them as he could. And there, yeah. there are two qualifying rounds and then finals on Saturday. So that's good. He used to do like hero, not hero clicks, hero escape. Heroescape. It, that that was his thing that he mm-hmm. did, and, and it's dead now. So it's. Uh, I mean, it was hear it was dead then. Gen Con was his only <laughs> was, opportunity. He, I mean, it was out of print. Right. I'm not being uh, disparaging, right? Um, but it's good to see that he's got something new. I mean, you know, you can find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is an older game. Um, I've played. Uh, Pete and Justin and I played it on uh, Tabletop Simulator. This tournament does, of course, use advanced rules, so I'm going to have to figure those out. But I'm going to try and go into it, you know, just expecting to have a good time, hopefully have a better time than I had playing uh, the Game of Thrones board game. Uh, It's Thursday, so it's early enough in the week that I won't be fatigued or anything. uh, Sure, sure. Yeah, the, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, as we were just talking, in years past, there's been like a thing that I most look forward to at Gen Con. Like, it's like... Mm -hmm. I can't wait till Gen Con because I get to satisfy this itch. And for a long sure. time, it was playing D and D. Like I, I would, you know, I could not wait to get and play the RPGA, and mm. do the wizard work mm-hmm. for Wizards of the Coast, and do that whole stuff. And then other times, it was who's was before that even was True Dungeon. Like I back when it was had just started and it was a little thing that nobody heard of. Mm. Um, I it I looked forward to doing that with my buddies. Um, and then, um. It's kind of, there's been other things, but nothing really like, man, I can't, you know, this is a highlight of the con. I will say that last year's, it's a weird thing to say, but last year's highlight may have been just the AEG big game night. That was such a really fun experience. Yeah. And, oh, I know, I know. I used to do um, legendary things and I did, what's the original deck builder we all played? Ascension. Ascension. I played those tournaments. Those were like every year things too. Uh, so if this. The Ascension AEG tournaments were well, fun. I, I liked yeah, those because. They had participation award, like mm-hmm. it was just a card. But like, yeah. you know, if you went and lost, like you still got a card out of it, and yeah. and you get to play, and it was fun. That that sort of offset the, for you know, I again, this is the thing I alluded to earlier. Like if if yeah, if if winning is really important, it's really easy for me to have a bad time, especially if I paid to participate in a thing. It's just yeah, a sure. you know weird psychological. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, sort of thing like this. Yeah, this Formula D thing, 
four dollars and i'm like yeah. i'm like you know what if i go and lose i'll have a good time and it'll be it'll, it'll that's, be good. that's cheaper than a thing of whiskey to get at a bar oh yeah yeah for right. uh dollar per hour it's uh it's pretty cheap entertainment as long well, as the- i as long as i set my expectations right and don't have a bad time because <laughs> if i have a bad right. time that's like you know Right. Why, why am I paying to have a bad time? That's right. That's dumb. I could go. Well, I, I, I could go. Exactly. Uh, you know, watch Last Jedi again in the theater. <laughs> that's right. Have the worst. Uh, so if this if this AEGs goes off well this year, then this may this may end up being one of those things. that's like here's a highlight that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEG game night fit me so well. It just fit my personality. It was I got more money in games than I paid in. I got times with good friends and we consistently played games in a quick pace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a couple that I didn't like, but they were still okay. And I got to play with four <laughs> people that we, and, and it was easy because we had people there. It was quick and efficient. Yep. yep. You got you know, people explaining the rules. Yeah. It was everything that you, that fits me really well. Um, and then when I got done, it was kind of like, it was a true. This is this is how all companies should do things, by the way. Because <laughs> when I got done, there was there was games on my list that I wanted to buy, and sure. I did. And I went and bought the Mystic Veil and uh, another one that we we had played. And I was like, yeah, those are great. Um, yeah. There was one game that was it. David and and uh, Andrew had played that. I'm surprised they hadn't bought. It was like a chess game. Remember that? That I oh, hated. Andrew Andrew also hated that. Yeah, there, there's one, but David loved it, didn't he? he was right. Like, the, yeah, the, you and David, the, te- us. the teams weren't balanced. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this event at length. That's this is a classic example I just of get excited about it. Uh, you know where changing my perspective made all the difference. The first year we did it, um, it was sold out, but we waited in line and paid generics and got all these games. Well, yeah. we didn't like any of the games, sure. and so we're like, well. This was a good deal. We tried to do it again and then couldn't get in. And I was focused on this swag. I was like, this is a thing where you go, you spend $30 and you get $60 worth of games retail or over $100 at full retail. Except yeah. it's like there's stuff that's not selling very well in, in a You're lot right. of cases. You're right. This is a perspective. Thing. Um, this year, they published what games they're giving away at the event. They're like, oh, did they really? Yeah. One of those. Oh, I got to look that up. One of those games is a game called Point Salad, which made me laugh. <laughs> that's that's literally like your worst kind of thing in the it, world. Well, it's like a salad theme game, right? So it's like when uh, <laughs> somebody published a deck building game where you're literally building a deck, like a deck on your house. They're like deck <laughs> building, so the deck building game. And I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing there. This whole, game, this whole game is a bit. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. But that, yeah, that after, is cool though. That after cool last they, year they doing go. this event and going, Oh no, this is not what this is. This is this thing. You're paying, you're basically paying $8 an hour to have, I don't know, volunteers or part-time employees or whatever, but to have somebody there to explain rules to you, to teach you a game, to mediate disputes, all that kind of stuff. Plus a whole library of games. Nobody had to buy. I mean, mm-hmm. not a whole library. They had like maybe ten different games. Um, sure, but and they, yeah. they were they're curated so that they're they're a probably newer, so they're trying to tell you something, and then b they're probably picked for shorter time span, most bang for your buck to sell their 
their stuff. Sure, right? sure. So so that that's probably even better that you're going to get a... Oh, there was one that was very um, Arabian-themed with little gems. That was fun. I see, I wish I could something about spices? Yeah, something like that. I forget what that um, game was called. Well, you're right, though. Now, and I actually saw last year was that that bonus box of games was just extra. I mean, I know it was $32 to, to play it, but it was like $32 to get four of my buddies together or three of my other buddies together to play games consistently every game for the next four or five hours. Yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's part of what I mean about changing perspective. I was like, Oh, this is, we get together to play. And then, um, when we're done, we get some games to take home and like yeah. here, those games might nice be good. Story. They might not, but it's whatever. Like we, that's not yeah. why we're here. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, I, it probably came at the right time because last year there was, I felt that there, our group of friends was, it was very difficult to get them to play games, which is a weird thing, but that's a... Yeah, people get tired. Answer. I'm pretty sure the game, yeah, the game we played, the Spice game is called Istanbul. Not, Istanbul, yeah. Not Constantinople. Yeah. <laughs> not Constantinople. So, very, very cool. I, I hope that that becomes a thing and... And I'm doing like we like to do on this show and moderating my expectation to be low, that it's not going to be that great. And um, if it's great, then it'll be wonderful. Not even my expectations. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's Gen Con. Wow. That's, that's coming up not too long, actually. 70, 71 days, you said. So yep. two, a little over two months. A little over two months. Yeah. I'm excited. We're, we, got a, we got a whole like pad and Fox just changed our hotel stay or our staying where we're staying Airbnb, at the last second. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it's looking pretty, pretty fun. What, what do we have, like 18 guys that will stay at one time or something like that? I don't know. We have so many. So many. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a block party. We're going to start <laughs> running out a block of houses. It's going to be great. All right. What, uh, what else do we got? Um, hey, well, let me say this. Okay, go for it. When, as we transition to something new, we cannot transition this week, Dennis, to our 2020 challenge. We, we cannot. Why is that? Because I was I was detained this week and I was taken away and not allowed. All my power was out for the week. I was not allowed to watch movies, and it was just I could not watch it. I was made not to. They were told if I did, they would kidnap my kid. So I was not. I just could not watch this movie. I, I missed it. <laughs> okay, that's a roundabout way to admit that I actually did not get to watch this week's 2020 challenge. And I'm behind the count. I think I'm down two to zero now. You you have was, was did this I happen before? Two, I don't remember this happening. I don't I don't remember this happening before. Yeah, it was. I think it, it might have been not been in the 2020 challenge, but it was. Oh in yeah, before our, we started before we started the poster. Yeah, we had this we had this problem. Right. So anyway, so what we're gonna do is since you, I'm assuming, have dutifully watch the show right i have and i'm not gonna watch it again because it was a challenge <laughs> but what, uh, what what was what was the show uh it's the movie city of god it city is god. the story of a couple of boys in the slums outside of rio de janeiro in brazil mm, uh, i yeah. think i was uncertain okay. about that last week when we talked about this but um okay well, don't, don't tell more don't tell me much more it's based well, on based on true events oh it's but, a, uh, one of those true ones okay yeah 
So we we will double up next week, and I will be forced to watch two of them. Even on a Memorial Day weekend, we watch. We, we have a long weekend, so unless you spend literally every second grilling. Um, well, I'm going to be in Chicago is, is a thing, but uh, I'll have to watch it this week. You're killing so. me, Smalls. I know, I know. I will watch it this week during during the evening times. Hey, when uh, I know that listeners love when podcasters talk about the show on the show, but are we going to record on Memorial Day? Probably not, eh? Oh, uh, I don't know, eh? Um, we'll probably record Wednesday, maybe, maybe Tuesday if you guys don't game. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have a, a, a delayed week, and I'll be able to actually watch all that. Give stuff. you a little extra buffer hey, time. What? What are we going to watch? Though is it going to be a long one? Is it a short one? Is it? Like it a, it we'll is a long shorts, one right? uh, because it is Memorial Weekend um, in the U.S. I, in the United States. Uh, yes, um, I've I've shuffled. We broadcast worldwide. <laughs> I mean, worldwide. It's a website. You could get to it from anywhere except probably China. No, China. We get some China people. Do we? Do we? Yes, we, we definitely have Chinese listeners. I don't know how they understand more German, what we're more German than China. We don't. We do. We don't speak Mandarin, but uh, but uh, so, so our our German listeners for for them <laughs> oh, we have I, a Memorial Day. I see you're leading up to a bit here. Um, I, no, we're 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 watch we're we are going to uh, watch um, a war movie. Right? A war movie, think, yes, because yeah. it's it's Memorial Weekend. I looked at the at the list that we have remaining, and I considered uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's Great Dictator, but mm-hmm. uh, you know that's a little. A little different. Um, on the nose for what's a, happening? A little on the nose. So to avoid being on the nose, we're going to watch Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I, I like the Ryan Private thing, yes. Yeah, it's a it's a classic Spielberg. Uh, yeah. You know Vin Diesel's in that, right? Groot. Is he? He is. I, I don't think Groot is Vin Diesel's most famous work, but... Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, Vin, Vin Diesel is in that movie. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him. There'll probably, when you, when you, probably yeah. be a lot of actors. I just finished watching Band of Brothers with my with my dad and, and the family here. So I think this movie inspired that show. Yeah. Cause he yeah. cause Spielberg worked on that too with uh with Tom Hanks, I believe. Yeah, I mean it it was a I have not watched Band of Brothers, but I've heard nothing but good goodness of it. So it's on it's an HBO thing, right? Heck, I've got the rest oh, of the yeah, it's it's it. great. It's like golden age hbo and they do this thing where um all of the characters not all of them but a lot of the characters in the series were still living when they made it and so they have interviews you know that they show clips of at the beginning and and some ends of some of the episodes which is really cool well the like like all of america and some of the world um my hbo will go through the end of may and then cancel <laughs> um, because of you know the game of thrones thing and so maybe i'll have a chance to watch it. well if you if you didn't have two movies to watch in the next week i would say you should watch uh band of brothers and also um deadwood before that movie comes out but uh that's impossible i'm the, not gonna band of i'm brothers not gonna and deadwood s- are like eight years of worth of content <laughs> uh, well band of brothers is a mini series it's like 10 episodes and oh okay that's deadwood cool. ran for three seasons but i think i could probably pick a point where you can you can stop because it could stop canceled. watching it, do- it. it doesn't end in a satisfying way right. well the, okay speaking of the end of hbo um well not necessarily the end of hbo but what uh what did you do last sunday 
<laughs> last night. Um, yes. Okay, I was going to save this for the end so that people... <laughs> well, let's do it now. Let's just dive into it. It may take an hour on this. skip ahead to do spoilers. I, d- I don't know that we really have any other topics. There's some video game stuff. We've got a few. If, if we really get like heated and we're like, we need, Dennis, we need to stop talking. If we, we run out, I, I, again, I feel like I don't have a ton to say about the finale of Game of Thrones, but. It's what you always say. You say I, that a lot. I, I do. I, sometimes I think that I have a lot to say about stuff, but sometimes I don't. And then I, and then I still do. And then you say a lot. I still say a lot about it. Right. All right. So for the benefit of the listener. We're going to spoil the finale of Game of Thrones if you haven't seen it yet. Um, the series finale. The whole series. It's done forever. And, and everyone, we will talk about We all breathe a, a collective whole. sigh of relief and then immediately went. For, for, for some of us, for some of our friends, for me, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Uh, well, I was going to watch the second episode of Doom Patrol, but... Mm. Uh, my I was very much like what's tech- technology failed me on that. Yeah, our buddy Trotsky was like, "What's like this? I want something like this." And I'm like, uh, "Nothing's like this. That's the whole point. Yeah, Not the whole point, but that's that's the thing. Like nothing is like this. Everything else is smaller than this. There's no TV shows with 15 million dollar an episode budget. Yeah, right. It's just not. All um, right. So okay. So go, go ahead and kick go. us off here. Okay. So Danny died. She was killed by by John. Yep, R.I.P. I yeah. I had the I had the briefest moments of like, because because I don't you know my expectations are such that I'm like, I don't even know I'm whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And so when she talks to him and does her thing, which felt a little heavy handed to me to like, you know, we'll we'll rebuild the world in a way that's right. And he's like. Well, he, she what, mirrors Tyrion, everything Tyrion said. The difference between what you think is, you know, how do I know, how do you know that what I, and she's like, well, I I believe what you believe is right, is right. I, don't, I forget exactly how that dialogue plays out. And he's like, what about all the other people who think that what they're doing is right, right? Kind of the relative uh-huh. morality. And, he, and he's clearly at that point thinking of Sansa. Yeah, yeah, because he's conflicted, right? He loves her, and you uh-huh. sort of forget that in watching her brutally, you know, commit genocide on an entire city. And uh, and she's like, you know, they don't get to choose. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, uh, moral authoritarian, subtle, subtle HBO. Yeah. And, but, and that's exactly, well, that's exactly what Tyrion had just called her out for being. Right, he, and, and that... Said it. And that pushes John over the line. They they move in for the kiss. And I went, what? And then you hear the knife sound. And I'm like, oh, of course, this is where this is happening. Like, And that's what I mean where I say I set my expectations to a point of like, I'm going to be surprised by anything or not surprised by anything. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't. I knew the very first shot is of Tyrion Lannister. And when they showed him, he's walking through a King's long, Landing. slow scene. Yes. And my first thought, as soon as they're showing him, was like, you made it. I even said it in my mind. I was like, you made it, dude. No matter what happens in this episode, you were in all the way to the end. And then then it was like, I don't care if anyone dies in this episode. It doesn't matter because there's no more after this to watch without them. Right. So it it did not matter. I've been saying all season, which feels like season feels like too big of a word. I feel like we just watched. Yeah. 
Danny ride into Winterfell on a dragon. Yeah, yeah um, it just happened. I mean, considering that the, the the long night happened in like twenty minutes. Yeah, it, yeah, it was very much. So I will say, Danny died, and Drogon burned the throne. Drogon. That was the coolest. That was one of the coolest parts of the whole thing when Drogon f chairs. Am I right? Yes. He's like done with this. Um, I can't fit in them anyway, so I'm gonna burn it down. <laughs> it poked my butt. Um, yeah, I I am not a fan of this. I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. But it's I feel the exact same way I felt about this whole season. Yeah. Um, cool. They did great production values. They did what they did, but yeah, I I, I there was a. Everybody's putting the memes all over the place, but there was a good one that somebody <laughs> put in our group today that was uh, like a maze. Was that you that put that on there? Oh, that and, was Pete, I think. And yeah, it was like season one is meandering through the maze. You can see the lot, someone had drawn the lines through it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they get to season seven and eight. It's like, go from wherever you're at straight to the end. Like, just skip all the <sighs> yeah. lines. It's like, yeah. that's exactly how this whole thing felt, was that Danny dying happened in an episode and a half. I mean... Not even that. Like, I bet you a full-time, real-time episode happened of her changing from this moral authority, despotic leader, corrupted, terrible person in that much time. Yes, she's had echoes of it. Yes, she's had little things. But so everybody has all the same. I always get pissed at somebody and be like, I'm going to kill that guy. Um, But that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean that I'm going to, destined to. Mm. But, you know, because just because Danny said, alluded to a couple things in the past doesn't mean that, like, on a switch, like she did, she just murders children and then well, says things like, well, John says, there's children dead. And she's like, so? Like, Danny would never have done that last season. If they, if she had gone in and killed the, the cows like she did and then it burned and murdered all the children, she would have gone like, oh, my bad. She wouldn't even said my bad in this one. Sure. She, and what I, I don't want to say appreciated because it's very like, I don't know, whatever heavy-handed, mm-hmm. underwhelming, whatever adjective you want to use for that. The thing I noticed with that is in in his, in John's conversation with Tyrion, is Tyrion is basically saying, look, she's just, this whole time has just gone from place to place, you know, slaughtering, like yeah, committing various like his, forms of speech. genocide. It just so happens that everywhere she went before King's Landing the people she slaughtered were bad. It just yeah. it just happened to be the case. Like yeah. there was no um no you know, no good people that it she was, ran up against. It's it's almost like an anti-hero kind of thing. It's like she's she's not good. She just happened to have killed mostly bad people up to this point. Right. Um Yeah, that that was a good speech he did. He he did I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what is most sort of and i know that i said last year when we talked about uh season seven and the ending of this show that the ending would be bittersweet mm-hmm. um i i don't think for me it even reached that bar yeah it was just i was it was just sort of like you know they just gave mo- us almost just- almost apathy level acceptance and the reason i say that is that nothing in this final episode had any emotional impact. Like, even last I week, I talked about this, and I admitted to, like, sort of cheering for the, like, finally kill some people stuff, which is bad. That's not really a, mm-hmm. a reaction that I'm proud of. But 
the show affected in me an emotion, right? Which is what entertainment should do, whether it's funny or sad or scary or angry or whatever. Um, the only moment in this entire finale that had any real emotional resonance for me, although I did get a little bit when Tyrion goes and finds Jamie and Cersei. Mm-hmm. That's the like the culmination of his arc, right? Yeah. Because they start him out from the beginning and like he's a useless yeah. partier in the brothels and whatever, but even though pretty much everybody hates him, he's funny and he does what he can for his family, even though he knows that they're all terrible. Right. Right? Um and so there was that one moment, but the the one real moment that got me which is the only one I think that did is when uh, Brienne is filling out the um, Kingsguard book. That's a pretty good one. Pages That's on Jamie. I'm glad they showed a couple of those a little bit. Yeah, because if you look at it from a certain perspective, it feels like they took us on a ride for in terms of Jamie's redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he started out a terrible person who pushed a little boy out of a high window. And then, you know, gradually became this sympathetic, good, almost paladin kind of character. Mm-hmm. And then went back. And you're like, what? okay, so was this all nothing? And a lot of people had that reaction. My reaction is a little more of a, like, yeah, sometimes people want to change and try to change and don't and can't right that feels very real um and so i didn't i didn't really mind that and his you know last week his scene with Tyrion and his scene this week where Tyrion, like Tyrion did those you know he betrayed danny and they died anyway right right and they were still his family even though you know cersei hated him pretty much his whole life and his relationship with jamie was weird for most of their lives too like they were still his family, he still loved them, right. um, and he still was crushed when. I they I think for died. me, I think for me, he he had more emotional impact last week than this week. Like when he left Jamie, let Jamie go sure. and hug Jamie. That that to me was more than when he found them because he just he was he gave everything into Jamie, saying like you're the only one and you saved my life, and they both came together. That was that was pretty heavily emotional for that yeah. that arc yeah. in that relationship. Now, I will say that the only I totally agree with you with the emotional weight. There was nothing there for me. Like at all Danny, from, from Danny the dying was completely like, okay, cool, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's because I think that seriously, they they didn't. There was no build up to it. It was not enough of a build up. There was not enough of letting us know that this person was going to be a tyrant. Was, yeah, you're like, oh, she's a tyrant now. Obviously, she has to die, but she's been sympathetic for so long she's that been it's the not hero for seven years yeah, she's been the hero so it's not like when tywin died or when uh when joffrey died or when viserys died when a terrible villain everybody hated gets killed like you cheer for him this is like this was your hero that lived long enough to see themselves become the villain and then got yeah. killed and you're like yeah okay cool yeah sure cool fine whatever like exactly exactly. and then you're like then you're like maybe drogon's gonna kill john because 
he's a dragon and John can't yeah. do anything about it. And you're like, maybe, maybe Drog, maybe John is going to become Drogon's new master now that he's the last Targaryen. But no, none right. of that happens. That he burns happens. the yeah, throne, big... which is cool. You're like, that was a cool scene. you know, he sort of blasts off fire, and I'm like, oh, he missed the throne. I wonder if they're going to have him burn the throne. Okay, there he goes. There he goes. Right. Yeah. The, the, there was one emotional scene that that got me a little. A little spark, but just a little bit, was when um, Grey Worm was killing the people in the street and John confronted him. That hmm. that was that was good because I think I think of all the people in the last several episodes, Grey Worm and that actor has done a good job of naturally transforming to what he was. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean he he was very much throughout this whole season giving over to Miss Sandy. Miss Andy mm-hmm. and and really it was he had just small little vignettes little pieces but it was very much a, an affirmation of his feelings and what he was going to do and, and her feelings for him and that was that was really good and then when she died he you know he had it on his face and his anguish and his anger and he had it all last last episode and you just want you just knew just because of the acting that he was burning for revenge at every minute so and every time he he would pause like last episode not this la- the last one but the one before this he mm-hmm. episode five he uh they're going into king's landing and then they come up against the lannister army and then they drop their army and it's a long pause there when the bells are waiting ready to ring and he's you can see in the actor's face that he's boiling up with rage but he's stopping you know because he has to but then he gives into that rage and starts murdering everyone right. that character had a two or three episode arc that made sense and sure. when he when we saw him in this episode, he was just flat out transitioned into Darth Vader, and you're like, okay, that that makes sense. And even his ending when he ended in not a very positive way made sense. The rest of it, I don't know. I just didn't feel it. You know. Yeah. He he had motivations, and maybe maybe that's an acting thing because like people could argue that Danny had motivations too with people betraying her all around her. I mean, John gives a lot of those motivations in the episode. Yeah. Right. But, but anyway, yeah, it just, all the things you wanted to have happen. And it just felt very, very meh for the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, especially to cap it all off with the king of all meh to say the word. Bran <laughs> is a super meh king or a super yep. meh winner, winner for the game of Thrones. Yep. Like Agreed. the most bland character you can get who has the worst stares, even though when he accepts the crown and stuff, he has the the dumb stare that he's got. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, this is horrible, horrible person. He'll be a horrible leader. And I just kept saying things all day long, all over Reddit and all over the Internet about how, you know, Bran is a terrible person to lead. He lets people die and get slaughtered and things fall and bad things happen because that's just the way it is. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. He's That's... he does bad choices. You know, he doesn't actively try to protect anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and it, and it feels yeah. like, you know, like uh somebody posted a meme that's the Jurassic Park thing. It's like the nobody cares meme. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Uh I forget the beginning of the like whatever Sam Neill's character's name is. He's meeting with uh the fat guy who is Newman on Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, right. right. And he's like he's Newman like, here. Keep, yeah, or keep, whatever, keep yeah, your yeah. voice down. And he's like, it's, he's like, hey, hey, it's this guy. We got this yeah. guy over here. See, right. Nobody cares. Nobody Except cares. the the meme was 
you know, it's, it's Jon Snow, he's Targaryen, he's rightful heir to the to the Iron Throne. See? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's the whole thing too, is they made such a big deal about Jon being a Targaryen and heir to the throne, and then it's like that had nothing to do with anything. Nope, nope, it meant it, nothing. Nothing at all. The the whole how many seasons we go by with the secret Oh, I bet it's this, I bet he's this, I bet he's this, and like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, the the one the one sort of like consolation to that is when they got to the final ending and him going north with the wildlings. Um, you know, it's like, oh, did you feel gotta... happy about that? I, I, I felt very good. He had to take the black, which was very like, okay, now there's a night's watch. That's, that's that cool. Makes no sense um, you know, uh, he's they... like, the, the place always needs a place for bastards and stuff. I'm like, why, what, why is it just a prison now? Is that what this is? Sort of. And that that's always what it was. Anything. Right. Right. Um, you know, sort of. But they always man the wall, both. right? Right. That well that's the you know, that's the that's the story, right? Right. Um Yeah, yeah so, because, so were you happy because with once him he walking got, away he, with the wildlings? He, he got there and he goes north, I was like, Yeah, that's really you know, if you go back in the history of this show all the stuff that he did with um, Egret and all of that stuff. You're like, yeah, this is kind of where he belongs. He, at the very least, belongs in the north. Like, yes, he's Targaryen, but he was raised, uh, you know, Stark. by Ned Stark. He was raised a Stark. You know, that's that's what kept him, you know, that was his moral compass in all of his conflict with Danny, Right. Like right. it was not his, it was not his Targaryen fire. It was his Stark, you know, logic and uh, I want to say ice, but like right. cold absolutism, right? Yeah, the the man who the, passes sentence swings a sword. Like right. that's that's the thing that made Sean Bean's character so um, laudable is that he had this code, he had this honor. Um, that made him, you know, um, ad- admirable in this world of, in this setting of, you know, despicable backstabbing, you know, uh, characters. I, I, I wonder though, like the, the problem that got me, that made this so meh, the whole episode or this mm-hmm. end of this season was very much the, the loss of potential. We, we, you and I talk about that a whole lot on this show. Sure. There, there's so many, so many cool endings that a million people put out there for them. <laughs> All you had to do was go and look at just a few and say like, oh, we could take from this and that and this. And that's a good idea. Um, but none of it, none of it meant anything. And, and I honestly, I want to blame the writers, but I kind of want to also blame Martin because. Oh, I'm sure people, that this is the ending Martin gave them. Yes, that that's 100%. the thing. Everyone has been saying they're like Martin just gave them this episode and said this is where they have to end up. This is what happened. Bran is Bran is king. John goes to the north and kills Danny. Danny's a tyrant and burns down King's Landing. I mean, that's that's the th- oh and the, oh yeah, George. Wait, what what happens to the Night King? Oh, um, they fight him at Winterfell and Arya kills him, the Night King. <laughs> and the, anyway, that, that's 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 what probably what happened. And they're like, okay, how do we work backwards from this? You know, how do we? Sure. Yeah. Do we I mean, I don't. Everything we've been doing. I don't know in terms of like 
what information he gave them when, at what point in the timeline of making this show. But I would bet money that this final episode scene, this like all of the Starks except for the oldest and the youngest get all the do all the cool stuff and Arya goes to the Grey Havens. Um yeah. I would bet money that that's the ending Martin gave them. Yeah, I'm sure it is. He's and and honestly as much as I've read about this guy, I I bet that's where he kind of want he does want his books to end up. Sure. I, he's I've seen early drafts and early things where he's talked about some of the, you know, where he, the, the characters and things and and he has loose ideas. And I'm not sure that he was even sold on this ending. He has come out and said that like he, he's not being holding to the show's ending, which basically is probably saying he's not he's not holding to what he says is told them was the ending because he wants the the ability to change at any time. Sure. You well, know? I mean that's that's what that's how do. you write. You write a draft and then you change it. Right. When you, when and you realize and stuff so with this one, and... he he had to give them an ending and then they had to write backwards from that one. It's just kind of a thing. But anyway, I I. That's why I don't think that this was very good because it had to fit into a bowl and it wasn't a very pleasant bowl that, you know, yeah. Bran is probably the biggest lie down because they done it. I will say I did like the small council scene. I yeah, I was I was going to say I was going to lead into this by saying yeah. almost there were several big moments in the like the discussion of who was going to be king that made me roll my eyes. Them like naming brand was like brand was like uh okay cool they're like oh the kings won't be sons of kings they'll be elected by lords who are sons of lords which is weird uh that made me roll my eyes them laughing at at sam's suggestion of democracy made me roll my eyes uh and all of that was was underwhelming and disappointing but then they got to the small council and you're like oh it's all people we know you've got brienne and uh, Bran and um, uh, Sam Davos. and, all, and Davos, Davos yeah. good, Davos. good uh, master of sick burns. Yeah, uh, Davos is literally the best guy in the whole show. His like, writing is so good, and and his acting is so good. Like he, the way he just like you know at every point, if Davos is on the board, he, he just, is going to reconcile shit. You know, he just has sorry. to dryly deliver some some line. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's all great and hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and and he uh, so and and Bron. It's nice to see Bron survive and get you know a thing, Master of Coin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he has his little funny quips that he loves to do, which works well. Um, Sam having his you know, Maester kind of title and yeah, so it, that that was <laughs> he, good. We saw Podrick being a knight. He sort of fast tracked to uh, to becoming a full Maester. Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, yeah, again, they're just super traveling, super time. I guess there's here. there's not a lot in the show about the, the maester system. So you're right. He can be like, you're, you're named. It's, it's a thing. So, yeah, that, w- that was that was kind of like, you know what? We can't have John on the throne. We'll have these guys on the sub throne and a, and a stupid king be <laughs> nobody. And well, you know, he, you know, it's I don't know. It's can't be can't be worse than Robert at the beginning of the show. So, yeah. Maybe improvement. You know, it's definitely improvement. I think that the that the world is a better place with all those because most of the bad people have died, are gone. Yeah, are gone. But no, no mountain, uh, almost no Lannisters. Right. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's no Baratheons except for the good one. 
you know, only the good people. So actually, in this whole thing, if you think about it, only the good people did live. Like all the good people actually did live. So my my thing about wanting not wanting to even watch this show was that they were just gonna kill all the good guys off, and the, and the the evil would dance on the pyres of the good guys at the end of the show. <laughs> sure. Did not come true, and at the in the end, all the good people lived with the, with the exception, I would say, of um, Rob. You know him. He 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 did. He died and was pretty much a good person. Rob Rob Stark. Rob Stark, and um, of course Ned. Ned had to die to set the tone. Yeah, but, but you know all he was too. Rob was definitely a, a good guy that could have potentially lived. In. I mean, he broke his word to uh, Walter Frey. That's Walter that's, Frey is terrible. Though. That's not very Stark of him. Right. So anyway, I mean, obviously Walter yeah. Frey is terrible, but yeah. your word in, in the end, word, the good guys sat around in that in that uh, big council, whatever that was, of, of lords, and they were all pretty much good guys, you know. Yeah, those were the those were the lords of the seven. Oh, that was the other the six kingdoms thing made me roll my eyes. My, oh yeah, they were, oh, yeah, cool. With the, with Sansa, she's like, well, since since lessons. everyone in power is a Stark now, sure, the North can be free. That's cool. NBD, of course, right? Six kingdoms now. That's never mind that their whole like religion and everything is based on sevens, but that's fine. Right, right. Yeah, there, there was a whole lot of none of this makes a lot of sense. But. Yeah, it's just like oh, it's over. It's the where are they now segment. Uh, you know yeah it, wrap everything up hey, can, put can a i nice ask you this this okay. was asking our chat and i'm not sure i got a, a satisfactory answer what so what's the deal with um what the unsullied the what is the deal with the unsullied left to go to north that's not in westeros right no they're going back what? across the sea okay so they went back across the sea why did john have to stay go to the north can they just say he's going to the north and then he goes where, to Winterfell wherever he wants to go? <laughs> That's what a lot of people said on in our chat and I think on Reddit. They're like, once the Unsullied are gone, like who's gonna? They I think because he's still technically assassinated. He's the Queen Killer. Though nobody called him that. That could have been a, right. a good bit. You I know, thought he, about that one. Yeah, he did kill the rightful heir, just like or the the. I mean, maybe not standing queen, but he and the um, the Greyjoys and many of the houses acknowledged Daenerys as queen, right? Queen, rightful queen of the Seven Kingdoms, and he killed her. Right. Uh, I think th- I think that's why, and that's also probably why. But he's also Aegon Targaryen, so he's there's the counter to that. He killed her because he can kill whoever he wants because he's the rightful heir. Yeah, but if. If it's not acknowledged, like it's it's still sure. it's just it's it's that whole thing. It's like you know, I I had this thought, this question back in season one when we're like, um, why does it matter who's the rightful heir, whether or not uh, um, Robert and Cersei's children are legitimate or not? Because you're like Robert was not a legitimate heir, right? Like they overthrew the Targaryens for him to become king. I was like, why is this? A thing that Ned is standing so firmly on so soon after a rebellion. And as I think about it more in years past, it's not so much about the absolute right and wrong, although I'm sure for Ned it definitely is, was. It's more about if you have a thing that most people have to acknowledge as the right 
as the correct, you know, the the moral, the ethical, right and wrong, um, then you do that and people don't fight over it. If there's a king that some people say, yeah, that's the king, and some other people go, but he's a bastard. He can't be king. Now you have civil war. You have this whole show. Right. Right. It's not about the the it's not about the absolutism of it it's the conflict resolution aspect of it yeah but but john being in at castle black would not stop any of that anyway people would still say i don't care if you're castle black or not you're the rightful heir i mean yeah and so maybe not, there's just because he's up north doesn't mean he's not going to have that conflict and he goes and he goes beyond like he goes north with the with the free folk so you know what does he do like does he does he stay and rebuild the night's watch as lord commander the night king is gone like the wall was never supposed to protect against the wildlings that's what everybody thought but it was there to protect against the others the the whites and the white walkers and those are presumably all gone um you know so maybe he goes north and he becomes the new uh mance raider right right yeah no i i I becomes king beyond the wall King beyond the wall. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, all, all this comes down is, is like you put it really well is that none of it really seemed to be deserved or, you know, it was you couldn't even get to bittersweet because 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 all that had left led up to the, this season did not give us to a, bring us to a point where we could feel any emotion. <laughs> and and that's that's the best thing to take away from this that's again a, I, like i said I bas- last week i bastardized the quote on that it's, it, this is how game of thrones ends not with a yeah. bang but a whimper but with a whimper i and and that's and that's what it is it, it could have been just harsh so it's much better fine it it also could have been terrible right it could have been lost oh, sure. it could have been any number of shows that were canceled yes. with a with a rushed super you know like yeah. dollhouse or uh, Cersei Deadwood could have came or... in and killed everybody in a murderous yeah. way, and yeah, and been like, "I took took over Winterfell because I'm you know bad." So hey, there was a cool scene that I, I did want to mention that nobody's really said anything about was when John walks up to to the castle when he's going to go kill Danny. Um, when Drogon comes up, kind of out of the ground, that's a really mm. cool scene. Like, <laughs> he's just hidden there, and all the rocks are on top of him. I'm like, man, that's really cool. But it, it does. It doesn't surprise me that you thought that was cool i yeah, mean i think it was dragons. cool too it just it's a very you thing to enjoy yeah. I, mean, I love, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> and and again super props to the cg people i mean i, I was thinking about a lot of that uh, danny standing in the the throne room and it's by the way was it snow or was that ashes that was coming down it's it's got to be ash well okay. winter is here but right yeah it's it's presumably still ash so so i bet like on set, that was a much smaller set than what you think it is, and it's so there's so much added in after you know after work and CG and not just the background but everything around it and the foreground and things falling and you know moving around. Like I know the actor and actresses, they don't see that stuff, and right, it's it's a huge credit to a lot of those. I watched Detective Pikachu last week and. The, the the fact that actors can act with something that's not there anymore is sure. pretty impressive. They do a much better job than they ever used to do back in the nineties. You know, I mean, all of the, I mean, aside from the writing, 
there's there's nothing to complain about in this whole show. Like yeah, no. the the worst thing you can say about any of it is like after a while the music is all kind of the same. Yeah, sure. why do all the wildlings dress alike? <laughs> that, uh, that did try to that that and really the, the like, iron, iron like like small nitpicky kind of stuff. And I liked um we didn't talk about this either. Uh Danny says that th- when she sees the throne, right? She's like what what must 10 20,000 swords or whatever, I forget the number. She's like what must that look like to a 5-year-old girl, whatever however old she was. A 12-year-old. Um because that's a thing that I think Martin said in an interview is that in some of the in some of the art, the fan art or you know whatever for the the, the Iron Throne is massive. It's like this mountain of swords with a with a chair at the top kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Um and so for as big as the show's Iron Throne was, um you know, they had this Of course, everything in the books is bigger and more extreme than the show made it. The kids were all younger. The wall was like three times as high. Um, Everything was just ridiculously grandiose. Um, But I thought, I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, like all the, I mean, you know, Amelia Clark's always wearing a wig, but like, you know, the, she's always got braided hair. That, that all looked really nice. All the costuming was, really well done like the worst you can say about it is that a lot of it looks kind of the same but and then none, none like, of them ever change clothes like it, it's all the beautifully kept but they're you know you know the the dragons look amazing you know totally you, amazing. you really see a close-up of drogon's mouth breathing fire really clearly for the first time in this in this right, you see it coming from his little, like little jet tubes whatever like and, glands and and yeah. stuff and you know the sets and the props and all so of the good. acting so like i you know sophie turner kind of keeps me from really being satisfied by sansa's character at all but that's just me like she's her acting is fine like yeah i thought she was there's nothing I've wrong with it so that's just my and do not my like personal uh, yeah. subjective opinion yeah right i do not like sophie turner and almost anything else she's done but game of Thrones, when i watch her as sansa i'm like okay i like i like what she's doing here and yeah. that's probably because of writing and costumes and, and direction. sets and direction. Yeah, right. It's all it's all of that there. Uh, so yeah, Game of Thrones is definitely a thing. Um, here's here's something to ask you. Okay. Would you put this on the same level as the Lord of the Rings movies? If you're going to say, okay, show me, give me. I, I'm going to ever watch one epic fantasy because I'm not a fantasy person. Would you say you got to watch Game of Thrones, or would you say you got to watch Lord of the Rings? Man, I mean, there's there. it's two two wholly different things. Okay, like they're adults; they're like adult people who are thirty thirty five years old. I mean, you're still talking about like in the scope of time. Like the Lord of the Rings is very long. It's still like less than a quarter the length of this of this series. Sure. Um, but you you could you could theoretically you take know, Game of Thrones and only cut it down. Is, it's, so such, like, it's such a hard question because you know, I wanna say the ending 
keeps it from being a solid recommendation. But you can really say the same thing about Lord of the Rings, right? Lord, like, Lord of it the takes, Rings had long endings, but it takes it's not as bad as the books, but it takes its sweet time getting to the final final end. Yeah, um, but, but it gives you the satisfying endings at least. I think this it does. The endings are the endings are fully satisfying. Um, I know for me it would definitely be Lord of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's that's mostly where I'm leaning as well. Like if you're only going to watch one, then then yeah, Lord of the Rings. I'm not besmirching that the other one's not a good thing, but I still say that that if Lord you've of the Rings seen Lord did, of the Rings, Lord of the Rings you... had too many endings, but it did stick the ending at least. At least it had like I the only my little complaint about it is that like. They had the easy button with the ghosts, the the undead army that came in. It's like okay, yeah, that that was dumb. It right. it's and it sort of undermines my favorite part, which is the Rohirrim showing up. Yeah, right. Or or, um, uh, Eowyn. Eowyn. The the, the, the Eowyn reveal was botched by the movie. I felt like, oh. but uh, but the, but so it it still had besides those very small things, it had satisfying endings all around. It just had a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just had a whole lot of them. Whereas Game of Thrones had not really satisfying, not bad, but just nothing terribly satisfying overall. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, almost nothing about this was what I would call fully satisfying. Yeah, it was well, okay. Think, what, the, the small council—that's the only thing, right? Yeah. That's pretty satisfying there. I'm, I'm sort of holding this up against like somebody you or somebody said, you know, if they lose Winterfell, which we thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, oh, this zombie army, they just create more zombies and they're unstoppable. Well, mm-hmm. it turns out they're not all that unstoppable. Um, oh, but hey, if they had well, stayed unstoppable, if they had swept through Westeros and maybe a couple of key characters escape across the sea, would that ending have been less satisfying than what we got? I don't, I don't really think so. Hey, by the way, was Danny just like holding half her troops back from the battle with the Night King? Because <laughs> why is there suddenly so many Dothraki? There's so I, many Dothraki. But yeah, we talked about that last week. What is even going on there? I mean, I don't understand. And then after this battle at King's Landing, she still got thousands. Like, because yeah. remember when at the very ending, when um, Sansa says, "We've got thousands of troops at, at your gates," and she said, "He's like, we got thousands of unsullied." Like. Really, you have thousands left after that. Mm. You know, if I didn't, if I wasn't mistaken, John was in the middle of Winterfell with a dragon on his back, right at the end there, with no one else around him. Yet, there's thousands of insulin. So, yeah. yeah, evidently they were all hanging out for like reserves or something. I mean, you know, if you wanna, if you wanna be, whatever. But that's a pretty big nit thing. That, I mean, it's not really a nitpick. That's a pretty big thing. Well, no, what I'm saying is like. Um, the argument could be made that she did not commit all of her troops to the Battle of Winterfell, um, but kept True, them yeah. on ships and stuff for what she really cared about, which was winning the Iron Throne. Okay. that See, that's why I ask these questions. That, that, does, <laughs> that does make sense. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving the show the benefit of the doubt there yeah. with that That argument, does make but... some kind of a sense. So, because she was only still partially worried about this. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's Game of Thrones. All it's right. a thing what, that happened uh, in history. What what do you what are you going to watch now? What am I going to watch now? Now um, that it's over, you want to you want to check out uh, Doom Patrol? 
Oh yeah, you saw a couple of those, right? Or one or two of those? I've, like I've seen the first one. Our buddy Justin recommended this to the group. It's um, what, what is it? I, I mean, I'm mixed on, on this one. It's on DC Universe. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know if these characters are known from comics because I'm not a comics guy, as I am fond of saying. It's, I'll say they're D-listers. I'll tell you that much, except for Cyborg. At at best. So at best. So what happens is. Um, there is a, the setup is kind of similar to Umbrella Academy and it's got that same kind of like people have powers or something, but the powers kind of suck kind of, kind of tone. Um, something they do that's interesting is that the characters are taken out of time, so to speak. Um, the, there is a character who is um, an ace fighter pilot during World War II. Or no, uh, post-World War II, like in the early 50s, late 40s. Well, no, okay. What would that be? Whatever. In the early days of the space program. Sure. Right? He flies a um, whatever that's called, jet, like in the right stuff. Up out of the atmosphere, and something in space inhabits his body, okay. and and he crashes, but he survives because there's something keeping him alive. Uh, but he's all burned, so he's the Rorschach character. He's all wrapped in uh, bandages or whatever, like okay. a mummy. And he's in modern day time now, or uh, and I think they're they're either at or close to modern a uh, present day. Okay. Um. So there's there's him. There's an actress from the fifties who uh, falls in some water. I'm sort of spoiling the pilot by giving all these characters origins, but it is the pilot though. So it's she she falls in the in the water in this swamp and gets something in her body that makes her um, she could turn into a blob. Okay, like her basic appearance is her her standard appearance is sort of disfigured, like. Um, melted like her skin's melted but she over time gets the ability to control that so she looks like a june cleaver kind of housewife movie star mm-hmm. movie star housewife um there is a character played by brendan frazier who, really he, brendan who Frazier's was right he's a nascar driver in the 80s yeah, who kind of who gets in a crash and the What's the word for this? Like the Dr. Xavier, Professor Xavier kind of character um, puts his brain into a robot body. Oh, okay. Brandon Um, Frazier doesn't get to actually play on the screen. No, no. He's he he does voice work. That's funny. Um, That's the one recognizable actor and they make him not be. Well, the the Professor Xavier character is played by Timothy Dalton. So, oh, okay, All right. You know, there's your there's your your name. And then. There is who else? There, there's those, those four, those three, and um, one of the uh, Latina characters from Orange Is the New Black. Okay, uh, plays a sort of schizophrenic, right? Her different personalities have different powers that she may or may not uh, um, be able to control and switch between. 
And I feel like there's one more male character. These are all ripped from time and brought into modern day time. Right. So, like, the, the, um, I forget his name, but the Timothy Dalton character, like, picks them up and saves them over time. And he's just trying to help people. So, some people he helps and they leave. And these, these few whose conditions are so extreme, he helps them and they stay. You know, they stay at the, the house. It's like Doom Manor or something really stupid like that. Um, and so that's that's the premise. That's the setup. That's it's right. um, it's on DC Universe. It's if it has a rating, it would definitely be TVMA. Okay. Um, I mean, I might check it. I I, I got to check that. I still haven't checked out Teen Titans even. Mm. And and I mean, those two are something kind of worth watching. And now that I guess Game of Thrones. I say that, but I haven't watched a lot of Game of Thrones. It's only been on six episodes in six <laughs> right. weeks. It's like it's been a lot. Um, so, yeah, there's not a lot to look forward to. Those are Doom Patrol and Titans are something to think about, but I'm not sure if there's sure. I'm not sure if there is anything that's on the horizon. Well, we we did hear we did see that there's the Watchmen coming out, which some people are excited about. I have never been a fan of the Watchmen. Um, and I don't. So, I saw that movie, but I don't remember anything about it. Actually, yeah, right, exactly. I just now, at this very moment, realized that I had combined that and Sin City in my mind. As oh, being that the makes same sense. Thing. They're very, you know, they feel the same. They're the same feeling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, anyway, so, I saw both yeah. of those and don't remember anything about them. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Uh, well, the, the Watchman, the Watchman is one of those things that had a great cultural impact when it came out because it was a unique thing that sure. showed superheroes in a time where superheroes were spandex and you know, you know, hey, how you doing, guy, and things like mm-hmm. that in, in the eighties or whatever. So um, I hear you got detention. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, then these comes out with this. They're still costume, you know, people. But they're in a very gritty, real world type situation, sure. and and it was that was new and amazing, and exciting to so many people. And, but now it's definitely just that's normal. So they, it's the same thing about we talk about all the time. It's like, hey, in period of time, this was great, but what are you going to do with it now? It's the same. Yeah, thing. now that everything, now that everybody's done a superheroes, but X, like, what can you do that? that makes it different. And yeah. And these characters are not anything really original or different. Now they they've been done so many other times. You're like, Oh, this guy, Rorschach's Batman, you know, or Rorschach's the, the, what, the, you know, anything. Um, or Ozymandias is this guy. It's, you know, it's just, they're just copies or what they were before. And <laughs> right. So, so anyway, it's, this is supposed to be the prequel, which is, makes it even worse. And, um, <laughs> that, so that's something some people are looking forward to. Speaking of prequels, they're supposedly doing a prequel series of um, the King Killer Chronicles, which is yeah, uh, what potentially the heck, exciting to me. How, how is how is that not something you were following since birth? I mean, I'm I'm sure that I heard about it, and then it was like, you know, maybe you know, this is this they signed over these rights, so maybe in the next couple years we'll hear about a thing, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did now see that the... Lionsgate's making it though, and they make such B movies. Like, do you remember? <laughs> um, oh God, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, sure. With um, 
Dr. Sean, Jekyll. Sean, it's got Sean Connery and, and Dr. Mr. Hyde. Yes, Sean right, Connery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, that is the kind of movies that Lionsgate almost always makes those kind of movies. Mr. Hyde as the incredible Hulk. Yes. Yes. So basically that's, they're in charge of this path. Patrick Rothfuss thing. And that makes me a little like, could be good. Yeah. Don't want to be, you know, ruin one of Dennis' have, favorite books having it having it be not the books but a you know a prequel setup gives me a little more optimism about it but uh yeah we'll yeah. see that that would be interesting to do to have like everybody does the movies and then they do the prequels later to do like a prequel and then see how it goes and if that's you know really happy or good or accepted then they actually do the actual movie kind of like right heaven forbid you do the hobbit first and then, <laughs> and then lord of the rings um, right right like that would have been great they'd have done the well, hobbit really well yeah that's one of my favorite sort of stories is that tolkien po- published the hobbit and then in the process of writing lord of the rings realized that he wanted to set up this thing and so he retconned it like right. in the in the second and subsequent editions he rewrote one of the chapters the riddles in the dark yeah so so that would i mean if you think about it if peter jackson had made one movie called the hobbit and it would have been in a peter jackson way like he's done the rest of his movies it would have been so overwhelmingly amazing and then following it up with they would have been like yeah now make three movies that are the lord of the rings it would have right. been amazing he would never have that fiasco of ever afterwards and yeah the hobbit would have been great. oh well oh well so this would could be great too they make a pre- prequel of this and then maybe it goes well and they do the whole thing yeah yeah i'm cautiously optimistic definitely stay cautious on that one dennis <laughs> definitely stay cautious we'll, we'll see how that yeah goes. so that's what that's what i said in the group chat when we were talking about it i'm like there's no way that i can that i can get appropriate expectations for a show because i love those books so much yeah how, how we do have westworld still we do have westworld still out there uh, i don't know i know season I know. two was so underwhelming I'm, i have no expectations about that i'm kind of yeah, yeah. in the same place about uh stranger things and stranger things yeah same you're right it's not quite the same but you never know what's right around w- the corner i will we got say Disney, got, oh I'm the mandalorian excited. hey the mandalorian the mandalorian yeah that's i know star, star wars, wars and we also still we do have uh discovery is still discovery going, season going three is what i was gonna say and whatever this picard thing is will be mm-hmm. amazing yeah so um, we've got things we do have things yeah yeah, yeah. and Super, Super if Game of if nothing else there is an abundance of like slightly above mediocre content coming out of netflix cw yeah. sci-fi network there are things to watch and if nothing else you can go back and watch community again because that show is hilarious in small doses it is until the last couple seasons yeah well that's most shows but you just can't watch too much community all in a row and it gets a little too uh dan Harmon. i did that and yes you're right i'd watch too much in a row it's exhausting all right man all right Uh, i think we we saved several lives tonight with our game of thrones murder complaints so yeah are whining right so what do we got okay you've been listening to the front porch this is episode 91 we're in the countdown to 100 now mike yeah we're coming down to it special thanks to our friends at geek scholars movie news if you want uh movie reviews film headlines in glorious podcast form check them out 
If you like Star Trek role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other show, KlingonsAndDragons.com. We play Star Trek Adventures. It's not safe for work. Uh, KlingonsAndDragons.com. If you have questions or comments on the show, you can tell us everything we're wrong about Game of Thrones and entertainment <laughs> and uh, Sisyphean existence. Email us at frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, Front Porch Podcast, we got frontporchpodcast.com. Right. We got contact forms, uh, show notes. I got the schedule for 100 movies on there. Um, like I said before, Mike's going to watch City of God, and then we're going to watch Saving Private Ryan this weekend for Memorial Day. Going to do doubles. Going to do doubles. If you enjoy the show, you can d- download it, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere podcasts are found. Some people call those podcatchers. Podcatchers, really? Is that what they're called? I don't know. Kids mm. these days, these millenniums. Kids these days. Get off my lawn. Thanks, as always, for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Hi, guys. See you next time. Thank you.